0: Getting back into working out is hard. <sighs> Finding the right studio shouldn't be. With access to thousands of fitness classes at a price that fits, you can find your spot at mindbody.io Denver. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. all right everybody hello it's jerry jones here with another edition of dentistry confidential and i'm excited to have you with me today and our special uh, guest interview expert for uh, today's dentistry confidential edition is none other than mr jim gundalak uh... jim is based in california northern california and uh... jim's a uh... Um, i i kind of hate to use the word consultant uh... because he's far more than that um, but uh... but jim pr- predominantly works with dentists in the northern california uh... some in the southern california area and i've gotten to know him a little bit over the last uh... uh... year probably uh, at least eight months or so i don't know how long it's been and uh... jim and i have come to find out that uh... we have a lot of similarities between the two of us and what we what we think and how we think and um... and uh, how we uh... how we view business and specifically uh... how we how we view the dental business um, and so it, it's kind of nice when you find somebody that uh, has something similar, uh, has similar views and experiences that validate those opinions and views. And uh, I certainly have uh, come across that. in Jim, um, Jim, uh, you're you're in uh, Northern California. Can you hear me okay on today's call? I can, loud and clear. Thanks. Okay, fantastic. And I, I can hear you too as well. So um, before we get started, why don't you tell our um, our subscribers a little bit about uh, yourself and a little bit of your background and how you came to get into the dental uh, world, uh, because it seems like we all have a, an interesting story that uh, that puts us here. Um, so why don't you give a little background and a little bit about Jim Gundelach and, and what you do.
1: Okay, I'll do that. Uh, in a way, I'm a little hesitant because it started back in 1966, so that's going to age me a little. But uh, it started with a four-year uh, stint in the military. I was in the Navy. I was taught how to be uh, actually a dental assistant, a dental hygienist uh, in the Navy, and uh, I enjoyed the time I served. I was three years in California and one year in Vietnam. I was cross-trained as a medic uh, for my years in Vietnam, or year in Vietnam. Uh, When I came back, I got right back into dentistry. I was with the S.S. White Corporation for a while, with the Danar Corporation. After that, uh, I've had four dental laboratories. It's one of the first... uh, uh, dental technicians to uh, apply for the certified dental technician uh, certificate certification they have five categories that you can uh, be tested in and I uh, applied in three of those five crown and bridge ceramics and dentures and uh-huh. then went on to uh, other things within dentistry I've worked uh, with uh, Southern California College rewriting the dental technology program there uh, got my teaching credential from UCLA at that time, and then ended up uh, going to Northern California on request of a, a dentist that needed some help, uh, actually with his dental lab, uh, from a business side. He said it would probably only be a couple-of-year uh, project, but if I was willing to come up and help him, he'd like me to do it. So I packed up things and went to Northern California, and un- unfortunately for me, we turned the lab around in three months. <laughs> So uh, that kind of uh, created an opening for me. And then the, the dentist happened to be an orthodontist, and he said, well, what do you think you could do with an orthodontic practice? And I said, I don't know. Let me try. And uh, four and a half years later, we had seven orthodontic offices around the Bay Area and two dental labs. So it was kind of a fun thing. And that led me into consulting, uh, opening up the uh, Gundalek & Associates uh, consulting firm, In 1984, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Okay,
0: so you've been around this game a while. This is um, the 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 world of dentistry is not new, and it sounds to me like um, you you have actually uh, uh, seen some significant change, not just in the in inside uh, as a general practice type scenario for for general dentists, but on the lab side, and and, um, uh, as well as uh, just in the overall uh, industry itself. uh, that's, um, I didn't know that you'd served in Vietnam, um, and, and by the way, thank you for your service, that's a big deal to me, and, um, and, uh, when I find out, uh, somebody served and given time to their country, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an honor to be affiliated with you, so, um, I thank you and appreciate that. Uh, um, you're welcome. Well, Jim, let's get into this, because, uh, we've got, we've got about, um, 11 or 12 things that we, we're going to cover today, in, uh, in this uh, edition of Dentistry Confidential, so, why don't we um, uh, why don't we get into this and, and uh, talk about um, uh, some of the things that you experience as a uh, when you go into a, a new practice and, and you have a, uh, a new a new client that, um, that speaks with you first of all um, typically how how are you how do dentists find you I mean where, where, what what uh, you know is it through just dumb luck that they're able to find you or, or where, where do you where do you Folks, how are they attracted to you? What, what are they? How do they hear about you?
1: Interesting enough, in 1984, um, when I started, I, I sent out a little flyer, uh, kind of what I proposed as a service, and um, I used that flyer for probably two years, and that started things off. And literally every ever since the, that time, it's been a word of mouth uh, referral business, and I actually didn't even have my name in the phone book either in the yellow pages or the white pages in order to find me it was kind of dumb luck you had to know one of the dentists that I would worked with and they would okay. re- refer you know from there uh, now I got a little more with it from a marketing standpoint about uh, oh probably maybe eight years ago with starting a website and uh, doing more of the conventional things just to see how it worked not, and mm-hmm. kind of more as an experiment for my, my dental clients to see what we could do, uh, you know, on the Internet with them. But now, I you know, I'm fully exposed on the Internet and have uh, the website and Facebook and all the normal things that people do in business now. So pretty easy to find now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when, a, when a doctor contacts you, know, I'll, I'll um, remind us both to, so that we speak up because, because of our connection here that we have uh, in the recording uh, of the of the uh, interview here, um, what are some of the uh, big challenges that a doctor will approach you with? Um, what what are some of the what are some of the problems that they that they come to you with that you're known known to solve?
1: Well, it's kind of bittersweet. Um, I say that because the the bitter part is I'm usually called in in more like the eleventh hour when uh, someone has either reached a plateau and been on that plateau for several years, which means they're really declining, or they're on a downward uh, spiral of some sort. Um, the sweet part is if, if we can make things happen and turn things around, it's obvious that it was us that did it, which is kind of nice. Um, and so that creates a, a you know a longer-term relationship with the dentist clients that we have because um, they appreciate the service more than if perhaps we were contacted while they were, you know, on an upward incline and they continued to go up, but they may not have contributed so much of that to us. So it's pretty much when production, collection, new patients uh, see a decline. Those are kind of the top three uh, indicators that, you know, cause us to be called in. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Um, what uh, what do you think uh, when a, when you uh, encounter a new client or uh, even a even a long term client? What uh, maybe break this down into both uh, new and then long term. But uh, what aspects of, of business <clears throat> of running the actual business uh, do you feel like dentists have the most difficult time understanding, or maybe even uh, uh, choosing to embrace the fact that hey, this is a business. I'm in it. I'm in it to win. Uh, I'm not in it to lose money. I'm in it to make money. What, where do you where do you feel like the, the where they're having a, a hard time
1: uh, with that? Well, of course, you know, dentists have spent you know their en- entire environment around you know the clinical aspect of dentistry and um, you know the sciences behind it through school. They've had very little business training, if any. Uh, some of the uh, dental schools now offer like one semester of business in the program. Uh, which is a step in the right direction, but uh, considering that they're going to leave school and start um, you know a small business that's hopefully going to do a million plus in sales, uh, they have no idea of you know how to put all those pieces together. And uh, you know they're, we have a little pamphlet uh, that shows twenty seven trend indicators that should be monitored in the practice all the time. And you know, it's lucky if the practice we run into is monitoring five or six of those. Um,
0: so part of it is. So just it's pretty the, common that the other you, you said there, there were 27 indicators.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, the, there's there's really more, but there's 27 that we'd like them to look at. You know, kind of on a regular basis. That gives them a snapshot uh-huh. of what the practice is doing. Um, uh uh-huh.
0: Now, when you say regular basis,
1: how often would that be? Well, with our clients, we create um, what we call a practice performance analyzer, and it's something that um, is a form that the the practice fills in the blanks and sends us monthly. And then, when we have our face to face meetings, we present in the form of graphs and pictures all the numbers, you know, in those twenty seven indicators, so that they can kind of see uh, visually what those numbers mean, uh, you know, compared to goals. And that seems to keep, you know, the office pretty focused. So in answer to your question, at least monthly, but we have them do the the performance analyzer weekly. We get that at the end of each week. So we'll get either four or five of those a month, throughout the month, so that we can kind of keep an eye on how the practice is doing during the month, and then... More of an accounting view. At the end, we take all the figures and you know match them up to goals. We have diagnostic goals, production goals, collection goals, new patient goals. Um, all those are monitored, and uh, we see how we did.
0: Okay. So it, what you what you typically find though is that most offices are lucky if they're actually paying attention to to six of those on a regular basis, if at all. Um, I mean, you're you're feeling um, obviously what gets watched can improve, and um, and if you're not watching these different indicators, uh, practice health indicators or, or, or whatever, um, very often at the end of the month you've got a rude awakening because there's no money in your bank account, or you're certainly a lot shorter than you should be. Um, and when it comes time to, you know, to uh, pay the bills or reconcile, um, you're short. So uh, not only that, <clears throat> I mean, some of these other indicators have – have a long-term uh, outlook, and so if you're not watching it, if you if you see a downward trend and it should be going upward, um, you know you miss it, and then you end up you end up I'm assuming just playing catch up. Um, so yeah, I I understand that I I look at uh, profit loss on a weekly basis. Um, we look at deposits every day. We look you know are they are they in line with what they should be? You know what's the ratio? I mean, we we look at a number of different things uh, for our own office, including what we call recovery ratio which uh, for us, that's uh, we take a look at, uh, at production adjustments and deposits uh, or, or receivables. Uh, and so we have a ratio that we're comfortable with, and if it drops below that ratio or goes above that ratio, something's up. Um, obviously a continual upward trend, uh, and, the, and that particular ratio isn't a bad thing, but there is a problem if it drops um, or if there are sudden changes that would indicate we've got a problem somewhere else. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the, one of the big Challenges that dentists have is just not paying attention to the numbers. They get caught up in the treatment or in the deliverable of dentistry, uh, you know, the actual um, in the operatory doing the work versus um, managing the business. And you know, you'd think you mentioned dental schools a bit ago, you would think that you know, with an education that the, you know, with the value of the education that a dentist receives on a clinical side, that there would be more than one class, one semester about how to run a business because most of these guys and gals coming out of school have the ability to have or rather quickly a million plus dollar a year business and um you, know, you take a you take a guy that's uh, running a million dollar a year business of any kind um, that's in any industry and they've got their hands full that is a big responsibility it's a full-time job to run the business let alone work in it as a technician so you know you you we, we know why they call it dental school and not business school or not dental business school because you know dental school is about the clinical side and the, the training for the clinical side, um, and it's certainly the business side of it uh, requires as much effort and dedication and, and education as uh, as the clinical side so um, yeah that's that, that's tough um when can you kind of give me an idea that when you run across a, a client that, that's been with you for a period of time? Well, first of all, let me ask you this question. Um, when you start working with a, with a dentist, how long does it take before they finally, the, the light bulbs usually start going off? Is it is it relatively quick? Does it take some time before they sort of start really paying attention to what they've hired you to do? Or what, what do you see happen typically with a client?
1: Well, that, You know, that varies probably as much as it did in dental school for the um, dental student to figure out how to cut a crown prep. You know, (laughs) Uh, some can do it, you know, just almost in their sleep right away, and others takes longer. Um, So it's hard to really pinpoint that, um, you you know, when they kind of really, you know, get it, that they're, you know, in in a business. But um, I think it... Part of it comes when they finally realize that patients cannot evaluate great dentistry. Um, all the clinical training isn't going to advance their business because the patients can't evaluate you know excellent dentistry from average dentistry. Uh, they can do a couple of things they can uh, patient can tell you if they like the look of their new smile if, if they have a smile makeover so. You know, they can visually see their six anterior upper teeth, and that can be a, a point of judgment. And the second part of that is you can't hurt them. They know if, you, if they've been hurt in the chair. But other than that, you know, they really can't uh, tell if you have you know, proper occlusion and the ridge and groove direction on the crowns is going in the right place, if you have balancing or working contacts or anything else. Um, it's all about the non-business stuff. We show, the, show our clients a uh, formula right away, first meeting. Uh, it's called the value formula, and it's V, like Victor, equals S plus P plus E. The S stands for solution. Yep, could, you, could you repeat that again? Yes. Uh, S, like Sam, P, like Paul, and E, like elephant, equals value, or V. And the S stands for, in our industry, solution is uh, dentistry, of course. That's what we provide. The Uh the P stands for plant or facility. It's what your brick-and-mortar business looks like. And the E stands for entrepreneurial skills. And what we show them is survey after survey that's done with um, focus groups of patients uh, as they're asked about their dental experience will tell us that the S- Part of the formula gets a maximum of 20 points out of 100. If they do everything right, which is basically the smile looked good and they didn't hurt you, uh, then you get 20 points. If the facility looks um, up to date, modern, clean, um, you'll get a maximum of 30 points. And everything else, all, the entrepreneurial skills, how you answered the phone, if you remembered their name, um, if they were kept waiting in the reception room, Uh, all these things uh, add up to 50 points. So we show them that the the very conscientious dentist who focuses on the P and uh, and the E can get 80 points or 80%, which is a good strong B, even if they can't do dentistry to save them. And and the guys that focus on the S and P can only get 50 points out of 100 if they don't do the other things, the business skills. So, and I think you will remember that 50 percent on a test in school was an F. So you've got yeah, and we
0: both know what an 80 percent is. I'm sorry again. Yeah, <clears throat> and 80 percent is a B minus, which is certainly passing. But you can't get it. You can't get passing unless you've unless you include the entrepreneurial skills or the E value, right?
1: That's right. Now if without the E and the fifty points, um, you're stuck with a really good dentist who does excellent clinical work, has a beautiful facility like you know, the Taj Mahal of Dentistry, and you put those two numbers together and you get fifty percent. So without the other side it's it's a complete F or failure. Where someone could, you know, run a practice who has very little dental skills, uh, hasn't Put much attention to the clinical aspect of dentistry, but focused on the plant, the facility, and the entrepreneurial skills. And automatically, they can get their eighty uh, percent without right. you know even starting on the clinical side, which you know it, it's kind of a given. I mean, if you graduate dental school and pass the boards, you can do all the basics. So you know you'd probably get your twenty points out of dentistry anyway. So yeah. that that kind of that's kind of a, a wake up for you know. Many clients that we start with when we explain the the value formula and how patients. So, is this sort of where you start? So, when when you bring on a
0: new client, um, do you kind of explain this to them to get them to understand really sort of where you're going to focus them more than anything?
1: Well, literally, the way we start is with a practice analysis. It's a a very complex collection of data, um, numbers, and Answers the questions that we need to ask before we even start working with a client um, to uh-huh. see if we're going to be a good fit. So we do this first, and it takes the dentist usually a week or so to get gather all the, the data, um, mm-hmm. including a profit and loss statement from the previous 12 months and uh, fee schedules and all, all sorts of things besides you know the uh, you know normal production collection new patient numbers and staff and um, I mean, virtually everything. We collect all the data we can that we think is appropriate, um, and then we spend about a week or so analyzing that, and we come up with a business plan projection uh, for the next 12 months of where we think the practice should be or could be um, uh-huh. based on some changes. Got it. And and
0: Got it. Okay. that's the big <clears throat> I have never heard in all my... Uh, in all the interviews I've done like this and um, uh, all of the reading I've done, I've never heard anybody explain um, this SPE equals value uh, in the way that you have. Um, I, and I'm not saying that I don't agree with it. Um, I, I absolutely agree with it um, because when you look at the basic skills that makes a person successful in business, uh, no matter what the business is, change dentistry to podiatry, change it to chiropractic, change it to uh, running a McDonald's franchise. Um, if you lack the entrepreneurial skills, you can have, like you said, the Taj Mahal, the, the most amazing dental office uh, you know of anybody around you, or, or, and you can be the best clinical dentist. You can have the best technical skills. Um, and i can see why they you know that's only worth 50% and the other 50% is about the entrepreneurial skills i'll give you an example um <clears throat> today i was reading um, uh reading an article in uh, uh on on the internet and it's on in since it's on the internet it's true um, but it was a news article and it was out of um newport richie which is down in florida i believe and uh this dentist has has an article in the newspaper about uh, his brand new dental office, and it says here he's quoted as investing three million dollars into the project, which will house one of the largest solo dental practices in the region. Three million dollars. There's 18 patient rooms, a full denture lab, a full porcelain lab, all kinds of stuff. Board certified endodontists and periodontists that are going to show up, you know, and, and do that sort of stuff. Um, but three million dollars. Um, he's anticipating having uh, up to 40 or 50 employees with four or five dentists as he grows. Um, so if this guy, if this guy, he's built the Taj Mahal. Clearly, I mean, spending three million dollars on a dental office is, is big. He's probably um, an experienced dentist, but if he doesn't have the entrepreneurial skills to back that up, even with this beautiful package he's got put together, he's still got a 50% chance of failing in my book.
1: Yeah, he's only got 30 points so far
0: yeah, we don't know about his dentistry, right? So he's only we got 30, thirty points. So uh, that's, um, be interesting that's very, very revealing reply. to me. So if you're listening to this call and you're wondering uh, you know where where am I at on the entrepreneurial skill set or should is that something I should be working on? Um, you know looking at how value is created in a, in a business in and in particular a dental practice, um, if you're if you're lacking the entrepreneurial skills, that's certainly something you need to be brushing up on. Um, getting hold of and reading every book you can get your hands on about running a business and systemizing it and and so forth. So um, that's good. That's really good.
1: Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you
0: for joining me on this edition of the Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment, and in just a few days, we'll post the next, or in some cases, the final segment of this show. You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, Or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jerry Jones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show.
1: Getting a tasty breakfast sandwich with a quality cup of coffee, that's a morning victory. Getting it served quick and at a great price, that's like a morning victory with a parade and a marching band. Get a sausage McMuffin for one dollar, and add any size hot drip coffee
0: for just a dollar more on McDonald's one two three dollar menu. Hot and tasty,
1: fast and easy—that's breakfast at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
0: Run into Old Navy for 50% off all Old Navy active, two days only tomorrow and Sunday. All your favorite active leggings, hoodies, mesh tees, and more are 50% off tomorrow and Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 223 and 224 excludes in store clearance.